Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Before all of that, though, certainly the end of an era yesterday with the passing of Queen Elizabeth and tributes have obviously been flowing in yesterday and today and lots of analysis about um, the Queen's legacy and the strength of Irish-English relations at the moment and what, um, what, of course, Prince Charles, his tenure will, will look like and what it'll mean for Ireland. But I'm really interested in just talking to you. I mean, where were you when you heard the news yesterday? How did you feel about it? Have you ever met the Queen? Were you one of the people in Ireland in 2011 during her visit who perhaps maybe you performed for Queen Elizabeth or you had an opportunity to meet with her? If you did so, look, give us a call today, 1800 453 106, because I just want to get a sense of um, what she was like. I mean, what, what your thoughts on Queen Elizabeth were. Chef Joe Shannon is with us on the line today because, Joe, you actually cooked for Queen Elizabeth. Hi, Andrea. Uh, yes, I, 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 today I suppose it's, I, I, I meet today with a tinge of sadness. Yesterday was absolutely, it, it was sad to hear the news. It was inevitable. She was 96 years of age, the longest serving uh, monarch uh, of our time. Um, you know, I worked in England back in the 80s. I was a young little commie chef. Um, and like a lot of chefs at that time, our options weren't, uh, you know, were limited when you, when you finished. I went to tourism college in Kitty Beggs. Uh, had done some training in, in Ireland and, 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 and headed off uh, for greener fields in England. And of course, you know, I, I went to a very special hotel, unknown to myself. I didn't realise the importance of this hotel. And the hotel was called the Hotel Leifric, uh, which was based in Coventry in the Midlands. And the Hotel Leifric was famous uh, in the sense that after the Second World War, uh, it was the first British-owned hotel to be built by British money, uh, to be opened uh, back in 1955. So in itself, it was a great statement of survival, and, and we have survived the war. And of course, uh, Queen Elizabeth, uh, uh, who became queen in 1953, uh, was very much of symbolism of that time. Uh, so back uh, in the 80s, uh, the hotel was was it was you know in its prime and all the rest. Yeah. So all the dignitaries that visited uh, the city of Coventry of that time, including the royal family, used to come to the hotel in some shape, form or another. And Her Majesty the Queen certainly was, was no different to that. And she did come to the hotel and we cooked many a, a luncheon for her. She would have been accompanied by the Lord Mayor of Coventry on her visits and uh, lots of different dignitaries. But I, I, it wasn't just me personally that cooked for I would have been very much part of the team. Uh, there would have been 60 chefs uh, in the kitchens of Why? the Leaprick in those in those years. And it was very much uh, the last of those real classic, classical kitchens. Um, I suppose at that time, unknown to myself, there would have been a lot of security checks because I was Irish. I was from Sligo. And of course, there is all of that history that, yeah. you know, with the royal yeah, family yeah. and Sligo. Uh, so there would have been a lot, I'm sure, of securities and, and, and clearances. And, and were all you that. aware of that, Joe, at the time? To be honest, I think I I was shielded by that. I was the only Irish chef working in the kitchen, would you believe, at the time. And, you know, uh, England back in those days, you know, there was still a little bit of a, you know, I suppose, a wariness of the Irish at the time over there. Uh, um, So to be fair to the chef in the kitchen, a fantastic executive chef at the time by the name of Douglas Partridge and uh, his uh, head chef, Jock McDowell, 
they, I think they shielded me from that uh, okay. in the sense. I'm sure there was a lot that I, as a, as a young chef, was shielded from it. But I was, you know, I, I remember one of the, the, the functions that she was at, it was a, an elaborate decorated buffet, but I was brought out onto the buffet to serve the buffet and I actually served the queen. Oh. Uh, my memory of her was just a beautiful lady. Uh, uh, I didn't obviously know her personally or yeah. anything like that, but she brought a certain warmth. She had certainly got a presence. Uh, you felt that, you know, you, you were definitely in the presence of of history, of, of, of something really, 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 really special, if that's the right way to describe it. But it was, she was just seen to be an amazing lady. And for England today and Great Britain, it's a huge loss for them because she was a mother to the nation. She really was. And as some commentators have said, she met everybody. In her 70 years, she met every world leader. She met every royal member of every other country's royalty. She met everyone from the rich, the poor, the humble. She met them all. Mm. And she, 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 I suppose, spearheaded the monarchy through, through massively different times because television became of age and she brought that all into the monarchy. You know, the monarchy itself has changed, I suppose. It's, it's, it's not the grand monarchy that it might have been in Victorian times. But, you know, she has moved, I think, maybe some people might say slowly with those times, but she did. Yeah. And she done it gracefully. And, and I think in fairness, I know we have, you know, Irish-English relations have been very checkered over the years. But I think in her latter years, I think she did prove that she was a great supporter of Ireland. She did visit Ireland. She was very much welcome to mm -hmm. Ireland, as, as is the now King Charles III has visited Ireland on many, many occasions. Yeah. And, and I, I, I personally would love to... To hope that he will visit us again. Absolutely, yeah. Do you remember when you talked about the the day that you were brought out to serve the Queen um, at the banquet and the buffet? Do you? Of course, I remember. Yeah. I do remember you, it so well. Do you remember what? Do you remember what you served her, Joe? What was on the menu that well, day? Well, it was it was a whole array. It was a whole like you know there was we done different types of meals because it was on different occasions she was a visit of the hotel. Like I I, I conveyed because I, I I was thinking about this before I came on air. Yeah, and. One, I remember one sit-down uh, luncheon that we done. I know it was a, a game terrain that we served, and it was a salmon on croute that was served because she she loved her Scottish salmon. Um, I I remember the buffets at the time; they would have been all show crab was the name of the decoration. So you had all these coloured uh, coatings over different foods that would be full hams, salmons, all sorts. Very elaborate, very skillful work. I remember we would have worked on it for a week leading leading up to it because it had to be perfection. Under Chef Partridge, everything was perfection. If you didn't have perfection, you were in trouble. So nothing was left by this man unless it was, uh, you know, really, really, really good. Mm. And I was sort of honoured. And it was only because I was such a young man at the time, I didn't, I suppose, at that time the understand the of importance yeah. of what I was doing. And I suppose it was only in latter years that now I've realised that I... It was a huge honour that they did actually pick the only Irish chef in their kitchen, who, by the way, was one of the junior chefs of that kitchen. And they brought me out to forefront that buffet with Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. And, and I also had the pleasure to say I'd done the same for Princess Diana uh, at, at the time. So uh, at a different time. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was, and, and I no, remember... Memories, I, 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 Joe. I, and I also remember meeting the Queen's mother, uh, and a, a, an absolute beautiful lady just like the queen herself and you can you could understand why she became such a beautiful lady 
with the legacy that her mother left her, but okay. you know, left her with. You know? Lovely, lovely stories, Joe. Just and, and memories, I think, for you to have. And I, I'm sure you're you're looking back and perhaps um, uh, old photographs. Alice, that, I'm that looking back with, them with and... the tinge. I'm looking back with a tinge of sadness. Yeah, I'm looking back. With the inevitable, it was inevitable. You know what I mean. We're all going to die someday. I know. I know. I, I think it's there's that picture with the new prime minister of England, Liz Truss, with the Queen is going to be iconic because Absolutely, it will be yeah, the last 100%. public picture ever, and it will be always remembered. I suppose as her time as Premier of England, Prime Minister of England, started off as the last picture with Her Royal Highness Queen Elizabeth, uh, and I wish King Charles the Third. A successful okay. time on 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 the throne yeah. for him, you know. St- stay with us, Joe, because a, a couple of other callers have got in touch as well, and I just want to bring in um, Chris and thank you, Joe, too, for for sharing those memories with us here on the program today. Chris is on the line. Chris, you're a, you're from the UK, and um, you're living in Ireland. How are you, how do you feel today, or how did you feel when you heard the news yesterday? Um, hi, Andrea. And how thanks are you? for having me on the show. Um, Joe just spoke so incredibly well, and uh, yeah many of the sentiments I feel. Um, it was kind of a shock, but not a shock to hear the news. I mean, ever since Prince Philip died, you could just see she became a different person. And as somebody that I was aged one when she came to the throne. So she's just been there uh, throughout my whole life. And there's always, it, it just in every, there's not a week goes by, you don't hear something about the royal family what's happening and I thought she was amazing and the more I thought about it it was I just have a sense of pride uh, that she was our monarch um, a huge amount of respect for what she did for everybody anybody whose life she touched and you know nobody's perfect and she didn't get everything right but to live your life under the spotlight of media in this day and age I think she did incredibly well so, as Joe said, sorry, go on. Yeah, no, I was just going to, to, to pick up on, Joe, your point there when you sort of, you described um, Queen Elizabeth as a mother uh, to the nation. You're obviously living in Ireland now, Chris, but, I mean, would would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I think a granny to the world. You know, and there's, yeah, okay. there's, there's no one, you know, really, that doesn't, hasn't heard of the Queen. And, and uh, unfortunately, a lot of people think she's political. Um, you know, that sort of came, comes up sometimes when you're talking to people, oh, the Queen did this, the Queen did that. She was so apolitical. Uh, it just not, she didn't do anything from a political point of view. And everything was done with a meaning and, and with care. OK. Um, Jane Oilmer, from the, um, who's the chair of Modern History at Trinity College, is with me on the line as well. Because, Jane, you've met the Queen. What was your experience? Hello, good afternoon. How are you? Yes, I was involved in the 2011 visit when she came to Ireland. So I had the opportunity to meet her and Prince Philip in the long room when she visited Trinity, which was, I suppose, the first moment that she was beginning to meet members of the sort of wider general public. Although, as you'll remember, the security lockdown was something else. Mm. And then I was doing a commentary for BBC Northern Ireland. So 
I sort of had a bird's eye view uh, uh, to a number of uh, the visits and particularly the state banquet, uh, which I suppose in some respects was the highlight because she gave the most political speech I'd ever heard and I think she ever gave. So for me, it was like as a historian, you know, you could see history literally being made during this uh, really quite incredible visit. Have you have you witnessed, um, in Jane, even professionally or, or just in your own personal capacity, a visit like that previously? Where you actually, as you say, you sort of watch history unfold before your eyes? <laughs> no, I haven't, uh, to be honest. Um, uh, I, I think there was a lot of trepidation going into the visit. We were all concerned that something bad would happen. But the moment she got out of the plane in that incredible green outfit, yeah. and I think it's worth noticing, uh, noting that she had an Irish dressmaker, Angela Kelly, but every detail was very carefully choreographed. And you could tell from that instant that actually something very special was happening. And then, of course, going to the Garden of Remembrance and literally bowing like I'd never seen her bow before. Um, uh, and then when she came into Trinity, she um, uh, looked at um, some of our you know, some of our treasures, including uh, uh, a parchment that Queen Victoria had signed. Uh, And then she came up into the long room, which was, you know, packed. And literally a ripple of applause went around the long room. And she was scheduled to spend, I don't know, half an hour there. I think an hour and a half Mm. later, they finally made their way out. And there was this genuine sense of delight. Just she was beaming because it, it was becoming clear that, you know, this high risk Venture actually was turning out the way that she and our own colleagues, especially Mary McAleese, but also Mary Robinson and colleagues in the Department of Foreign Affairs had worked so hard. Every second, every minute was choreographed and it it really all just unfolded magically. Sort of speaking nearly out of protocol. Absolutely. Yeah. But, 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 but it was something much more than that. I think we all realize, um, and she acknowledged it, but the Queen, the one country in the world where she wasn't welcome was the Republic of Ireland. Um, and she knew that. So for this visit to have happened was it truly marked a new departure in Anglo-Irish relations. Um, and in that respect was very important in the whole journey of reconciliation, uh, uh, north and mm. south, but also east and west. Yeah. And, 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 and so it was a, such a significant moment. Uh, let me bring in as well, Jane, uh, Seamus McCormack from the London Irish Centre. Seamus, what's the view um, among the Irish in London today? Hi there. Um, it's, uh, I think um, I think sinking in for many people here because in the end it was very, very sudden. But I think the instantaneous reaction is just, it's a personal response. So thinking of her as a person and as a human and how unique she was. And they're also thinking of her family, which is, I think, a very Irish response to think of the family. She was a mother, a grandmother, a great-grandmother, an aunt. And as a previous speaker said, mother to the nation. And Irish people are understanding that here and reflecting on the human aspect and the personal aspect. They then, you know, may explore some of them, the professional aspect. Um, And I think for generations that might have come here in the 80s and 90s and later, uh, and heavily influenced by that visit in 2011, it's one of deep respect for her and for her professional work ethic and how she conducted herself with dignity and with uh, dedication Mm. and her huge sense, 
country and to uh, yield to her people. And then, I guess, uh, more broadly in terms of Anglo-Irish relations, um, huge acknowledgement of what she did, um, particularly on that visit and subsequently in what she tried to do to yeah. forge good relationships between the islands. Other than that, maybe some of the older generations we, you know, look after um, and assist and help a lot of those who uh, emigrated in the 1950s and 1960s. There may be some mixed views yeah. uh, and maybe some not able to detach the personal from the historical. And also Britain has changed a lot since then. And they will have come at a time when many Irish and other immigrants were just not welcome. So they have a different perspective. A different, yeah, from a a different era, yeah. Chris, just on that, are you surprised by the reaction here in Ireland in the past, um, since yesterday evening at six o'clock, to the reaction to Queen Elizabeth's passing? Um, Not surprised. Um, If I'm surprised, I suppose it's in uh, the amount of affection and actually good wishes and, and, and good good things that people think about the Queen. Um, it, it didn't take more than 20 minutes for me to receive um, a, a joke uh, against the Queen, which I didn't think was very tasteful. Yeah. Uh, but that was really a one-off. And, okay, the vast uh, I majority. I didn't respond yeah. to it. Yeah, but I, I, I've been very, uh, very grateful, I suppose, not whether that's the right word or not, but it's nice to see the reaction and to, you know, have, having been here for 30 years, the obvious change in, in the reaction to the UK and the monarchy has been very good. And, it, and it's it's grown so much better. And that's good for okay. all of us. Listen, thank you all for joining us here on the programme today and for just sharing your, your stories and your experience. I do appreciate it. Chris there, Joe Shannon, uh, Jane, Jane um, Oilmer as well from Trinity College and Seamus McCormick from the London Irish Centre. If you met the Queen during that 2011 visit and you want to share your stories with us on the programme today, do give us a call. It's 1800 453 106. We are going to be talking um, about the free travel scheme and whether it's actually really free next. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.